Hello everyone, John Spencer here from More Than Dice, and this is my top 10 movies I saw in the theater this year. In the grand tradition of my uh, roots, Painted Mouth John, I am at home on New Year's Eve recording and drinking. Uh, today, was this was a good year for me. Uh, we actually had 15 movies in in the theater, which was up, up three from last year. It was still a bunch I missed just due to a weird summer, a little busy at times. And honestly, being a little lazy, I stayed at home a little too much, needed to get out more and see more movies, which I will do next year. And actually, I hope to keep track of all the movies I see and maybe do a double where I just list off what I rated movies. We'll see if that's even feasible, to be honest, because that's a big undertaking. But I have spreadsheets and fingers. We might be able to make this work. I am drinking a Fireball with Dr. Pepper, and uh, it'll be tasty, of course. Uh, we will be, of course, uh, toasting in the traditional style of Ron. Hey, hey, Ron! Now we're rating all the movies on the standard Shots of Kraken scale because uh, uh, that's what I like, the Shots of Kraken. Uh, though one of them will, of course, get a bonus rating on a separate scale. Um, it's a bit newer, so let's get into there. Uh, first off, I'm going to list the five movies that did not make my list. Uh, this list was really hard to make with only 15 and movies in 10 spots. It gets kind of hard because two of them I just crossed off and the rest, it just, it just got difficult. Uh, I'm not going to order these last five, but uh, I might give you quick ratings on them. Uh, Solo did not make the list. It just wasn't good enough. It wasn't a bad movie. You know, two shots of Kraken or so, uh, but didn't make the list. Uh, likewise, Batman Mask of the Phantasm did not make the list. Another one, two shot of Kraken movie, but just wasn't as good as everything else that came out. Uh, Justice League, I saw that in the theater uh, with my mom this year. Because, uh, you know, she she was interested in it. And, uh, man, I really wanted to make it on this list, but it just didn't make the grade this year. I think it made it last year because, you know, when you only keep two movies off the list, it's pretty easy. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising also did not make the list. Should not be a surprise. That movie was not very good. Uh, kind of fun, but not good. Uh, same with the other one. Rampage did not make the list. It is also kind of fun, but not very good. So on to a bit more. Uh, one I felt had to make the list and comes in here at number 10 is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, I wanted to put it higher, but comedies don't rate as highly, though this was very enjoyable. I loved watching it. Uh, they're making a sequel. I will watch the sequel. Uh, a big surprise this year, uh, as far as positive, uh, was this movie. Uh, I gave it uh, a solid uh, two shots of Kraken. It's a really enjoyable time. Good for the kids, good for the adults. Uh, everyone in it nails it. Uh, just very enjoyable. I suggest you guys see it if you haven't. I am a big fan and uh, enjoyed the crap out of it. Next we get into uh, the first of three Marvel movies on my list. Uh, official Marvel movies on my list. And one of like eight superhero movies I saw this year. Uh, and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp. As much as I want to argue with Gonzo that it's better than uh, a lot of movies and may not be the worst Marvel movie this year. After some hard deliberation, it was the worst Marvel movie this year. And that's not really bad, because it was still a very fun, enjoyable movie. Um, had a little bit of everything I wanted. Um, it felt a bit off. I don't know if that was pacing or maybe just expectations. Uh, I found a lot of movies this year on the first watching. Expectations really got me with movies. And I need to work on that, because you don't want to go into a movie expecting something, and then be disappointed, just because it wasn't exactly what you were expecting. See Star Wars The Last Jedi for everyone in the universe. Um... But that does affect your uh, opinions of it. And uh, my opinions have stayed pretty solid with it. Uh, other movies have moved up while this has stayed pretty stable in my in my rankings. Uh, but that unfortunately just gets number 9. Uh, I do like what they did. And uh, 
Uh, this was long enough. The post credits, the post credits teaser, which did prompt a movie emergency, which never actually got published because Gonzo thought it was too negative, uh, did put me off a little bit because I thought that was really shit and didn't need to be added to this movie. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit uh, with uh, number eight. Again, Ant-Man and the Wasp, pretty good, really good, maybe, but uh, still two shots of Kraken and not quite as good as the other eight movies on this list. Number eight, Avengers Infinity War. Last year, I would have put money that this would have been the number one movie. It's not. It's down at number eight. There are four superhero movies above it, along with the other seven movies above it. It just missed the mark. And that wasn't bad. Don't ever think I'm saying it's bad. It has a handful of glaring flaws in it. The first glaring flaws is whoever wrote the Guardians of the Galaxy, with the exception of Rocket, needs to be straight punched in the dick. Star-Lord was out of character, annoying. Every time it was on screen, I didn't like him. And that shouldn't happen with Star-Lord. He's supposed to be the likable one. Uh, Drax was Drax. He's really starting to bore me. Mantis was fucking nothing. They used something with her character. Gamora was Gamora, and honestly, her whole Thanos thing, it was a bit unearned, you know? You didn't really drop that. Uh, I really felt like they needed a Guardians 3 to really amp up the Gamora-Thanos thing. It should have been covered more in 2. I know they tried. There's a lot of things going on, but that was another Star-Lord story, which is what happens with these things. They, they got a late start on Gamora and didn't get it to the point where I thought it was believable. I mean, I really didn't care. Thanos just offed her. Spoilers, by the way. And I didn't even fucking care. Uh, that being said, uh, all the actual Avengers in this movie were great, enjoyable. Uh, Thanos was great, very interesting villain. Uh, I'm really amazed what they did with him. The fight scenes, for the most part, were top-notch. Um, I, I didn't actually like the fight in Wandok, Wakanda that much. It just wasn't what I wanted from a superhero movie. It's epic. It's it fits the movie it's in, but it wasn't. This this movie shouldn't have been an Avengers movie. It was a Marvel movie. It should have been Marvel Infinity War, not Avengers Infinity War, because this is about all the Marvel characters, and I think that would have actually managed people's expectations better. I felt like the Avengers were at most of it. If your name wasn't Thor, you were probably a secondary character in the movie. Uh, Iron Man got some good play, but he still wasn't. I mean, they made him a key, but he didn't need to be. Cap and his crew just all took a back seat to most of the other ones. Um, but a lot of good parts of this movie. A lot, a lot of good parts. But maybe not good enough to drop it above number eight. Uh, and honestly, the ending, um, for downer endings going, it's it's pretty downer. It's They need to watch uh, some old movies and see how you make a uh, downer ending good. Uh, I just watched Fellowship of the Ring recently, but not in the theater, so it can't be on this list. And that has a downer ending, a really downer ending, but it's good. It brings hope up. It doesn't feel like you got dick punched and just let out of the theater. Um, they had a chance with their post credit stinger, but they did the same thing and just doubled down on it. And I'm just, it affected my opinion of a movie. It was really down and really pissed me off a bit. I mean, I knew they were going to lose. We knew that was happening. Um, but they just didn't. They earned everything they did, but I just didn't, didn't think they, they didn't seal the deal well enough. Granted, I will revisit this when the next part comes out in, fuck, what is it, six months? Not even six months? May? Five or six months? Uh, so I'll revisit it then and see how it holds up with the second part to bolster it. Because this is always going to be part one, part one of a two-part deal, no matter what they name it. Uh, looking forward to that. And I think it will 
fare better. Um, there are a lot of good parts, but it's got enough negatives to keep it uh, to keep it down a little lower on my list. Uh, one and a half shots of Kraken, maybe almost two. It's in that one and a half to two spot. Um, uh, I don't ever see it going above one. The, some of the flaws that even can't be fixed with the next movie. Um, you know, there, there's some flaws just won't be fixed by the next movie regardless. Unless, like, fucking Star-Lord was a scroll acting like a fucking idiot. And that wouldn't make any sense either. But hey, it would be something. Um, so yeah, and I never thought I would sound this damn negative about a one and a half to two shot crack, two shot of Kraken movie. But uh, it's just sort of the year we had. Alright. Uh, Deadpool 2 is my number seven. Um, that was another hard one. Uh, I decided to put both Josh Brolin movies right next to each other because he brought it in both. While in one he was pretty much the best part, in the other one he was tied because Ryan Reynolds brings his Deadpool again. Domino's amusing. The whole X-Force team thing is very amusing. Uh, they hit a lot of the jokes. Um, very well crafted and solid sequel. Um, maybe uh, one of the better uh, sequels that's not Avenger doesn't have Captain America in it. I'll leave that there. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Captain America knows how to bring the sequel. Maybe not the X part, fifth, third part. No, because this is pretty good. Ah, I can't blame Cap on that one. But anyways, it's it's one of the better sequels out there. Uh, not the best sequel, because Empire Strikes Back still exists. But very good, very enjoyable, fun jokes, really raunchy still. Uh, the extended edition, I have seen it, is very interesting. It doesn't really change my opinion, but it is also very good. Um, some fun jokes there. Some stuff I saw in while rewatching it that I didn't get the first time. Uh, like the song in the background while Colossus, while the Juggernaut's fighting them. Uh, really fucking funny. And uh, I feel like this movie actually gets better with multiple viewings. I feel like even with my negativity on Avengers Infinity War when it first came out, I would have rated it above Deadpool. But on multiple viewings, Avengers Infinity War has gone up a bit. Deadpool 2 has gone up more. Uh, in fact, honestly, if you'd done this uh, right after they'd all come out, before I'd re-seen any of them, I probably would have been Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, above both of them. But it isn't. And that's where we go with number seven. Oh. All right. Oh, this is a really good year for movie be movies because uh, we're rocking the one and a half, two shots of Kraken area with Deadpool 2 also. Uh, also following that one and a half, two shots of Kraken area it is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, people may laugh at me, but I really enjoyed that movie. It was a worthy entry in the Mission Impossible franchise. It somehow hit its stride in number four and kept going in number five. It's Is it bad when the worst movie in that franchise is directed by John Woo, who is a great director, just never had any luck in America? It's really too bad. Uh, but uh, as it is, Mission Impossible 2 is the worst in that series. Um, but I liked how the first three all had different sort of styles to them. One was more thriller, one was more action, one got to a little bit of a middle ground. And now they have, you know, they're, they're doing a trilogy. They're doing a actual one leads to the other. Maybe not directly, but with enough connective tissue that it's really cool. Uh, enjoyed the heck out of it. The action scenes were good. Uh, the villain was, the villains were good. Uh, just a really, really enjoyable movie at the... One and a half, two shots of Kraken. Uh, at this point, I'm in. Uh, Tom Cruise, for me, is sort of like... Uh, he's the white Denzel. Uh, I don't know what he's making, but I will probably see it. 
because he's going to bring it, especially if it's an action movie. He's going to bring it and do his own stunts, which is amazing for men of his age. And he just gets the right people around him to help make the movies. Christopher McQuarrie, who wrote and I believe and directed this movie, also did Jack Reacher, and he's a hell of a writer and director. I really enjoy his stuff. And as long as they keep getting that top-notch, those top-notch people in, I will continue to come watch it. So there's my halfway point. Uh, the bottom half of the of the list is ended, is a uh, rounded out with Mission Impossible Fallout at about one and a half two shots of Kraken, like the rest of these. Uh, now we get into the top ones, uh, and one uh, I may not have thought I would rate this high, and probably didn't rate this high last year is the Last Jedi. Uh, yes, it counts. I saw it in the theater with my mom this year, so it counts. You know my rules, or you should know my rules. It's any movie I saw in the theater. Spoiler: that will really matter soon. In any case, uh, hence Batman Mask of the Phantasm being in the didn't quite make it, despite the fact it came out shortly after I came out of high school. And that was a little while ago. Anyways, back on to The Last Jedi. Uh, again, still firmly in the one and a half, two shots of crack, and probably closer to one and a half now. There's a lot of negative with this movie, but it's just concentrated in a couple of small parts. Every other part of this movie is pretty awesome. Um, it is one where if you know the backstory, and I know that's not fair. Knowing the backstory shouldn't be necessary. But when you know the little details of the movie, things make more sense. You know, when you know that all those bomber pilots that Poe got killed, rightfully I may add, since uh, if that Dreadnought had been there, they'd have been fucked when they caught up with them after hyperspace. That's neither here nor there. Those were all Holdo's people. Uh, I wouldn't have trusted that fucker either. Uh, it was not handled well. I don't think the director is as good a director as uh, even J.J. Abrams, uh, but solid, and I wish they would have made a trilogy I outlined for this before they just went into it. Um, but it's got some great scenes. I love the character development of Poe, of Finn, of Rey, of Kylo Ren. Um, Rose is fine. Anyone who hates Rose, get the fuck out. She's fine. She's a secondary character. She, she's perfectly fine. Leia's interesting. The Mary Poppins through space was an odd idea. Uh, as is unceremoniously killing Admiral Akbar. He, he should have had Admiral Holdo's position. That would have been a better idea. As much as I love Laura Dern. Sorry. That would have been a better idea. Um, and I think the biggest problem with this movie. I'm going to finish going over its, its, its downfalls before I go to more positives. Is that you can't have a movie. Much like Infinity War. Where the heroes... Just get their asses kicked. I mean, sure, they have some minor successes, but they just get their asses whooped the entire movie. No one wants to see that shit. It, even if you're like, oh, yeah, I don't mind that, it bugs you deep in your soul. Because your protagonists, your heroes, should have some victories. Small victories, sure. Uh, sort of, that's sort of where maybe Infinity War does something better, is they have a little couple more minor victories more than in The Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi, all they do is escape. They blow up the Dreadnought early at terrible losses, and then at the end of the movie, they escape. That's it. That's a hell of a downer, but I forgive it because it has good character development. Like I said, great character development. One of my favorite lightsaber scenes ever, Kylo and, and Rey um, fighting, I guess, the Knights of Ren or whatever you want to call Snoke's guards. That was fucking awesome. Like, absolutely awesome. Uh, a little disappointed the space battles weren't quite there. Um, after Rogue One, you're really hoping for a good space battle, but their shit was mediocre at best. Um, I understand they needed to do that to try and get Poe's story told, but it was still kind of annoying. Um, 
but yeah, some really good parts. Uh, I don't mind the uh, part where they get to go get the slicer. Uh, I love Benicio Del Toro. He was amusing. I thought that was a great negative. Much more interesting than some of the other ones where they just fail or it doesn't work out or whatever. It feels sort of like a first draft. You're like, man, that was okay. It was pretty good. But you punched that up and you got yourself the movie there. But he didn't and I think it's back to uh, JJ for the last one with a plan before before putting it in, which is good. Um, I do love the part where Ray's parents, they don't fucking matter. Good. Not everyone needs to. Um, I also love the part where Snoke. Who's Snoke? Where's he come from? Doesn't matter. Not his fucking story. I know that bothers some people. You know what? Sorry. It's not his fucking story. Not counting the prequels. Who was the Emperor? No one fucking knows. Not his fucking story. Um, that being said, I'm not downing you for not winning that. They, they piqued your interest in something and failed to deliver, which is a problem on the two directors. It just isn't a negative for me. So, there you go. Long-winded talk about The Last Jedi. Um, one and a half, two shots of Kraken. Probably closer to one and a half. And uh, very enjoyable on my number five movie that I saw in the theater this year. Next is uh, the most recent movie I saw, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at number four. Um, man, this movie was just really good. Really enjoyable. Um, I think it could have actually taken the top spot. It had, well, maybe not the top spot. It could have taken the number two spot. I think it had what it takes. It just, for me, it was aimed a little too much at kids. It was just aimed a little below me, and... The soundtrack was not my jam. Um, I understand why they chose that they did. That's fine. Those are choices. And it drops it to maybe a solid one and a half shots of Kraken for me. Uh, the one to one and a half area. Very good. Very enjoyable. A very great Spider-Man movie. Um, it may not be as good as Spider-Man Homecoming. But it is a worthy. It's worthy up there with Homecoming and Spider-Man 2. Uh, to be one of the best Spider-Man movies. Uh, I don't want to spoil any of it because it is relatively new. But enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, you know, good solid one, one and a half shots of Kraken. And my number four movie of the year. Speaking of alcohol, we take a drink. Oh. Alright. Into the home stretch, the top three. Uh, and uh, the reason I made that disclaimer, like I did about uh, Last Jedi and... Uh, and such is because uh, my number three movie I saw in the theater this year was Superman the movie. Yeah, I know. It's old. 1978, I think it was. I was four. I didn't see the theater. Came out Fathom Release, which I really suggest you guys take a look at the Fathom releases. Just go, like, put a reminder beginning of every month. Let's see what's coming out this month in Fathom Releases. Something may come out that you really want the theater experience for. If you guys remember last year, Wrath of Khan made my list. And pretty high, if I remember correctly. I don't actually keep these lists from year to year because that would require too much planning. And actually, I don't want that kind of planning. I want to re-review a movie every time I see it. Maybe you see something you didn't. Maybe uh, something's changed in your life that makes it change. That's part of what's fun about reviewing things. So, uh, Superman the movie, um, it is a bit odd for today's movies. It's a bit slow. It doesn't have a ton of action, and what comes, comes in fits and spurts. But, man, it's just a good movie. Good acting jobs, interesting characters. Um, and also, it's it's the first. you got to tip your hat to the OG. And it doesn't hold your hand through it like all these origin stories have to nowadays. They're like, well, we've got all this untapped people who don't know who, you know, Ant-Man is. Let's make a full origin story. They're like, no. Nah. This is kind of origin. We'll do a bit of origin, but he's fucking Superman. You know who he is. You know what his powers are. 
we ain't got to explain all that shit. You, they, they showcase him here or there. And they do a bit of showing his early, you know, his early days and do a much better job. This is, this is part of the reason Man of Steel couldn't hold up. No matter how cool a fight between Superman and anything is, it's not going to hold up this movie because this movie followed all the right things. It showed you, it didn't tell you in most cases. Um, it was just enjoyable with great acting jobs. There's a great scene where Christopher Reeves has just... Uh, flown around with with Lois Lane and gets back and Clark comes to the door and uh, Lois is still a bit flabbergasted and she goes to get her coat and he stands up full height not slouching takes off his glasses and he immediately transforms from Clark Kent to Superman and then he just slouches and puts the glasses back on and he's immediately Clark Kent again that's great acting on his part Gene Hackman just chews the scenery and is enjoyable plans batshit crazy but it is what it is um they also don't they, they definitely don't hold your hand like i said because what never what always bothered me is like why did he fire one at at his ababa when he just wanted to you know fault line and go he did that because his crew fucked up because otis fucked up one of them and they had to get the other one in order to make the plan work so it became part of the plan distraction for superman um and this movie was about him saving people, not about him fighting the bad guy of the week, which is sort of the core of Superman. Uh, and sort of the early point you get uh, when his father dies, you can't save everyone, but God damn it, he's going to do everything in his power to, uh, to do so. And I actually like to believe that the him reversing time, you know, spinning the world backwards, is actually him going back in time. Uh, so for a bit, there's two Superman and... You know, he gets up, oh, there's another Superman there. I need to go off until and go back in time. You know, preserving the time loop. I like that as my own personal headcanon for why he does that. But that's a solid one-shot of Kraken movie. Uh, and four out of five Casablancas, if you want to go the Casablanca scale. Uh, I only go that for movies that are really old, because or really, really good. Because it's not really fair otherwise. you gotta you got to judge based on uh, the time frame it's put out. By modern standards, it's a bit slow and a bit action light, but I still enjoy the crap out of it, and uh, that's why it's number three. Number two, and this is a hard choice, was Black Panther. The more I thought about Black Panther, the more I realized I really enjoyed that movie. Just a well-done movie. It's a solid one-shot of Kraken, just because, not because any one part was super-duper amazing, just because the whole thing was just really well done. Uh, I love all the actors in it. I love the world they build. And they did build a good world. Everything. I could spew on for minutes and minutes. But I don't want to. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Black Panther was just a really, really fucking good movie. Uh, one shot of Kraken. Uh, might go lower. But it's just. It doesn't wow you super in any one way. But just does great stuff all around. Uh, very good. Very enjoyable. And uh, that's why it's my number two movie I saw in the theater this year. Alright, for a recap before I go into number one. Uh, number ten was Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Number nine, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number eight, Avengers Infinity War. Number seven, Deadpool 2. Number six, Mission Impossible Fallout. Number five, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Number four, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number three, three, Superman the Movie. Number two, Black Panther. Not making the list was Solo, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Justice League, Rampage, and Pacific Rim Uprising. So, any of you who follow the More Than Dice podcast, which I suggest you do, obviously, uh, will know that uh, there's one movie I saw in the theater 
right after Thanksgiving, I think. Right before Thanksgiving, maybe. That's notoriously absent from any of those notes. It's a Christmas movie. He kind of started as a superhero, but he wasn't a superhero yet. He was still uh, just a beat cop from New York. And that is Die Hard. I don't know what I can say about Die Hard that hasn't been said already. One of the greatest action movies ever? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been said already. The gold standard for how to make an action movie. An action movie so impressive that it has its own subgenre of action movies. Where people will just describe it as Die Hard on an X. Oh, White House Down. Oh, Die Hard in the White House. Oh, you know, Speed. Die Hard on a bus. Under Siege. Die Hard on a battleship. Under Siege 2. Die Hard on a train. It is legitimately its own goddamn subgenre of movies. And it's great. Everyone does a great job. They take the material seriously. It's got just enough humor to keep you going. I mean, I could spew on and on and on about Die Hard, but I don't need to. You guys hopefully have seen it. If not, go see it, for Christ's sakes. And yes, it is a Christmas movie because Christmas is integral to the plot. It's not an uplifting Christmas movie like, you know, Miracle on 34th Street or, you know, It's a Wonderful Life or any of that shit. It's, but it's still a Christmas movie, and it's my number one movie I saw in the theater. Uh, zero shots of Kraken, uh, but I do not rate it on the uh, Casablanca scale because it's too modern for that. Uh, and the wrong kind of movie. So anyways, thanks for listening. That's my top ten movies of the year I saw in the theater. I will, of course, do this again next year. Hopefully with more movies. We'll try and get up to, uh, maybe up to the lofty goal of 20 movies. So uh, ten might be easier to cross off the list, because these five were tough. Uh, hey, if you want to comment on this, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at John O. Spencer. Facebook, John Oakland Spencer. Or you can post on the uh, More Than Dice page. Hopefully you follow us. Uh, email, tell you can email me, sure, John Oakland Spencer at yahoo.com. I love getting emails. Throw me ideas for stuff you want to hear me talk about, or just what you thought of these movies. Uh, to start some discussion. Preferably on Twitter for that, so everyone can join in. But in any case, until next time, I'm John Spencer. These are a bunch of movies that were good. Ron. <laughs>